Hi, everybody. Uh, this is Mike and Rick, and we're back, and we're going to continue on with the teaching that we started last week. Uh, and we were focusing on uh, the two different experiences that you have with the Holy Spirit. And last week we started talking about the Holy Spirit within us, and um, we're going to continue that today. All right. So uh, down to John 16, and, and Rick, if you would go ahead and cover, read that for us, uh, 13 through 15 there. All right. Um, it says, however, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. And he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, and he will take of what is mine and declare to you, and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. That's, uh, that's awesome. Uh, there's so much in those two verses. Uh, I mean, those three verses there. There's just so much meat of the word here to me um, that that it, it can almost be overwhelming. And I think a lot of times it's bypassed by a lot of different um, denominational or religions, I would say, that look at it because it really makes a pretty strong statement in here that a lot of people um, think that somehow if they believed in this, that it's downsizing God somehow. Um, and and I, I'll take to the point here. Uh, the last verse, and I don't want to get too far ahead, but when, when you look at, it, at verse 15, it says, All things that the Father has are mine. Now, this, is, of course, is Jesus speaking. He said, Therefore, I said that he will take, and now he's speaking of the Holy Spirit here when he says he. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. I mean, that's a really powerful statement to say that God has given me all this authority, right? Mm-hmm. And that with that authority, then the Holy Spirit is going to take that same authority that I have and he's going to instill it into you. And a lot of people have a hard time swallowing that. They really do because they think that somehow it's demeaning to God. That somehow it's making him less and us higher. But that's not at all what Jesus is saying here. I mean, not even close to being mm-hmm. that. But what he is saying is that, you know, when I leave, it's just we had talked about this earlier that it was to our advantage. This is one of the advantages that we receive with this, is that when he goes, the, the spirit of truth guides us in the truth, but he also mm-hmm. is going to empower us in a lot different ways than just being able to tell us what the mm-hmm. truth is, right? Yeah, in the, in, I don't have the exact verse, but Jesus declares that the Father is greater than he. Mm-hmm. But, but we know, and when Jesus was here doing his ministry, he said, I speak the words I hear the Father say. Right. I do the things I see the Father do. That's right. So he was he was a, a reflection, an ambassador of the Father. Yeah. And then when he fulfilled the Father's calling, you know, when he died for the sins of humanity, uh, he ascended back to heaven, and the Father trusted him basically with creation. Right. All power and authority in heaven and earth I give to you. You know, sit yeah. here at my right hand. See, so so it doesn't demean God the Father. He's you know even Jesus uh, proclaimed that God the Father was greater than Him, and right. we see here where the Father delegated that authority to Jesus, and then we see here where Jesus asked the Father to send the Spirit, and and you know through that same authority the, the Holy Spirit's able to work in our lives. Yeah, and I can tell you know from my personal experience too. Whenever whenever something whenever this has happened, right? Whenever we receive this Holy Spirit, and whenever we see it really acting out in our lives. There's an automatic sense of humility that comes with this, too, because you know it's not of you. Mm-hmm. And so it almost kind of keeps you in check at all times because, 
Otherwise, it doesn't work because it's to glorify. Everything the Holy Spirit does glorifies God. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's what it's all about. But through our signs and wonders, I get, you know, mm-hmm. we're coming through. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to duck down a little rabbit hole here real quick. Yeah. A lot of times God will pick the most un- unlikely people. Most of the time, I think. Yeah. yeah. So anyone out there that thinks that they don't have anything to offer to the kingdom of God, just be a willing vessel. That's right. And God will use, you know, God will use the most unlikely vessel because then people will look and go, that person? Right. This is happening through that person? Right. It has to be God. That's right. That's right. And I found that, you know, you you hit the nail on the head there. And I found that, uh, and I tell people that, Whenever you feel uncomfortable in doing something, that makes you rely on God to do it. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, man, you start seeing miraculous rewards, not just for yourself, but for the kingdom. You see miraculous rewards happen out of that because you're stepping out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You're relying solely upon God, the Holy Spirit, at that point in time to guide you into all this, power you for these things, right? And when that happens, man, really, it, it, it does. It glorifies and magnifies God. The, the the problem can happen with sometimes, though, is when we do that so much that then we kind of tell God, all right, we may not need you this time. I've I've done this 150 times. And the only reason why I want to bring that point up is that we should always be looking to step out in a way for God that's something that's outside of our norm, outside of that comfort zone. Um, there should be people desiring these gifts, right? You should be desiring to do things for the work and the ministry of the Lord. So where I was at, you may be ready to come in as well. Rick, does that make sense? To where, let's say like somebody's been teaching Sunday school. Well, they've taught Sunday school for five years now. Well, they do a really good job in Sunday school. But you know what? They've now matured to a level in their Christianity. Well, maybe they're ready to go somewhere else. But if they never step out of that, then that position that they could be in would bring even more glory to God. Mm -hmm. And then whoever was behind them, who maybe had never taught a Sunday school class, is ready to step into that same thing, bringing that same glory because it's out of their comfort zone. I'm just saying it should always be a progression for us to Mm -hmm. look to do more and to step out of our comfort zone. Because when we do, I really think, you know, God will be magnified. Yeah, and if God is the central part of your life, you're looking for ways to build this kingdom. That's right. You're looking for ways of service and ministry. That's right. That's exactly right. And I'm not saying that, you know, every day you got to step out. Not at all. But, you know, there's that, um, and we'll talk about that probably a little bit later on, that unction of the Spirit that we get as well. You know, it's that Holy Spirit that lives in us saying, hey, we need to do this, you know. Step over here. Maybe maybe do that. And, and you, you almost have an argument with yourself. Maybe that, yeah, no, that's just me. I don't think I want to do that, you know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I'm getting off track here. We'll get back onto the topic here. But anyway, uh, uh, the other piece of this is, uh, and you had mentioned here uh, just a moment ago with Jesus talking about um, he hears what the Father, you know, speaks. That's what he's talking about right here with the Holy Spirit too, isn't mm-hmm. he? For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. He would tell you things to come. Mm-hmm. So, well, what do you think it refers to? Well, I got to tell you that sometimes I th- I'm not saying it's like a prophecy prophesying, um, but I, it could be a word of something. So, I have had, and not very rarely, but I've had dreams, and I remember these dreams uh, at only well one in particular. And I shared this with you the other night. 
the dream of the van and the people coming out in the multitude, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Well, it was years in between that dream and seeing salvations happen uh, that involved me witnessing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were years went by, Rick, when I shared the gospel and not a soul made a, made a, a choice for salvation. And there, there was a time I said, man, maybe this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing, so on and so forth. And I sought the Lord saying, hey, you know, uh, I just want to do what's right by you, God. What should I be doing? What, you know, is this right? And then all of a sudden, when it started happening, almost like a domino effect, right? I mean, just one after the other after the other to where now, I mean, it's really seeing salvations happening all around me. Uh, not has anything to do with me, but I believe it was the Holy Spirit telling me of things to come. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying prophesying of an event as much of prophesying as what you may be seeing as a whole. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, this could be the future of this in a generality form. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I guess. Sure does. So mm-hmm. that, that's what my personal belief is uh, of what that means there. Mm-hmm. All right. So moving on past John, and, and you've noticed we're spending a lot of time in John here. And, and I, I want to make a real quick note about the, the book of John. You know, the, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, uh, are the synoptic gospels here, and what you actually find with John is a little bit unique from the other gospels that you read. There's a lot of repetitiveness in the gospels, but there's a couple things. John covers more of the ministry of Jesus than Matthew, Mark, or Luke. Uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke really kind of focus on just the last years of that. John went into more depth of that, but John is also the one um, who uh, Jesus said, "What my beloved, the, the beloved disciple, the one who uh, he loved," you know. Uh, John really wrote from a, a standpoint, I think, of the love that he had for Jesus and the love Jesus had for us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we get a lot of these really uh, detailed uh, documentation of Jesus speaking and in his sermons, too. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and so far we've talked about Jesus telling us that he's going to send the Helper. And when we get to chapter 20, we see where that actually occurs. Um John twenty nineteen it says then the same day at evening and it's talking about the day that Jesus resurrected that evening uh, being the first day of the week when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them peace be with you and if you drop down to verse 22 it says and when he had said this he breathed on them and said to them receive the Holy Spirit and I believe at this point that's where the Holy Spirit came and dwelled in the disciples. They were the, it, this was the moment that the church age began where the first Christians actually got saved and became children of God. Uh, they believed on Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, um, and the Holy Spirit came and dwelled in them. And I think it's important that you, you, you note that, um, you know, this is after the resurrection. That's right. right. So Jesus had already been crucified on the cross, uh, spent three days right in the tomb. Now he's resurrected, and now when he breathed that and received the Holy Spirit, I absolutely. I mean, that's the moment of believing of a risen Savior, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. Yep. Correct. Yep. And even Romans 8, uh, chapter 8, verse 9, uh, kind of affirms this. It says, But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Mm-hmm. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. Right. So the Spirit, the Holy Spirit has to be dwelling in you for you to be saved. 
You know, I've heard I've heard that preached on and taken out, out of context to me. I've heard people say that that one last sentence there. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And they take that spirit, and I've heard this thought: we're more of a, a spirit of characteristics. So, in other words, hey, if you don't act like Christ, you know, or if you don't love like Christ, if you don't do these other things like Christ, um, if that's not in you, then you know, you're not his, but that's really, I mean, he's talking about the actual spirits, the Holy Spirit. Yeah, God, the Holy Spirit. That's right. That's, yeah. that's right. And um, it says, when, you know, when he, he dwells in us, it will yield fruits of good character. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe the lack of Christ-like characteristics is a manifestation that that person really isn't saved. Yeah. Because you know, you'll know a good tree by the fruit it bears, you'll know a bad tree. By the bad fruit that it bears. Right. So, so maybe there's some truth to that. Right. I agree with you 100%. To expand on that, God will meet anyone where they're at. So you may have a brand new Christian that knows they have to be saved, that knows Jesus is the way, and embraces Jesus as Lord and Savior, but they got a lot of spiritual growing up to do. That's right. You know, right. So they shouldn't be judged and condemned you know, because they don't yet exhibit a lot of Christ-like traits. Well, you know, and uh, you put that, and I'm thinking about a, a foot race, <clears throat> where you've got you got somebody all the way up in the front, and then everybody is behind them. Everybody could look back and see somebody behind them and say, oh, you're here. But, but really, that's not the point of where you're at with it, is that it's supposed to be a walking relationship anyway. Mm-hmm. So to judge somebody based upon that alone, I don't think is right. If you, mm-hmm. you know, hey, these are the fruit... My judge would be, are there good fruits? Mm-hmm. Have they expressed their salvation, right? And then do you see good fruits mixed in with the bad mm-hmm. fruits, right? Because mm-hmm. if you see some good fruits, then you're showing that sign of progression. Right. Whereas if it was all bad, you know what I'm saying, then you could you could say, well, it's evident there's no fruits of the Spirit, you know, in their life at all. Mm-hmm. But I think that's important to note. I think you're right yeah. on point. Yeah, and, you know, uh, I like that analogy of racing because going through life as a Christian should be a race where you're running through life with God to cross that finish line. That's right. Not necessarily first. That's right. But just to cross that finish line. That's right. That's right. And, you know, so we shouldn't be looking over our shoulder at who's behind us, That's right. you know, looking down our noses at him. Right. If anything, you should be trying to grab them, right, and, and, and let them run with you. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that's the important part of that fellowship piece that we have as Christians mm-hmm. is to, to build each other up in those times, man, because not every day do I feel like I'm just victorious of that day. Um, there are times when I, I, I need somebody there to say, hey, it's okay. Man, you can make this too. Remember who you are in Christ. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, I, I, that's important. That's real important. Yeah. I can remember times in my life where I was just at a very low point emotionally, yeah. you know, motivational-wise. And a single word of encouragement yeah. was all that it took Amen. to keep me going. That's right. That's right. And I, more than once, to be honest with you, and sometimes from the most unlikeliest person that I would think of that would have something to say, it's who it's come from. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, and I get off the side here a little bit, but that's all right. This is what it's about. Um, I was at work today, and a guy comes up to me who I've talked to uh, several times, and uh, he comes up, and out of nowhere, just starts talking to me, asking me questions about Jesus. And I'll tell you what his question was. Kind of, he said, do you think Jesus got headaches? 
Now, these are, I love these questions because you know what that tells me? It's got him thinking. Mm-hmm. He wasn't saying, do you think Jesus had headaches and then want to start trying to condemn the gospel? He's a believer, but he's a young believer. Mm-hmm. And so when he's asking these things, I'm thinking, man, this is great because I know that he's studying on Jesus and who he is and so on, and then trying to relate it to himself. And I think that's wonderful because we need to understand that, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit and, and Jesus, everything that he did, was for us. I mean, and so anyway, he ended up sharing a word of encouragement with me, and he didn't even know that he was sharing a word mm-hmm. of encouragement with me. Yeah. And uh, I started thinking, I said, well, this is what ministry is really all about. It's when you have shown the love of God to others to where they feel comfortable enough to come to you to talk to you about the love of God. I mean, that's really, that's where you're running that race together, I think. Mm-hmm. You know? But anyway, I did go down a deep rabbit hole there. <laughs> well, folks, that's all the time we got for today. We are so honored that you decided to join us today and listen to the podcast. And we really hope that it blessed you somehow. It helps you. That's the whole goal and mission of this when Rick and I set out. This has been part two of a four-part series uh, on the Holy Spirit. And over the next two weeks, we'll put out part three and then conclusion in part four as well. So, we hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, tune in again next time. Uh, we get a little bit deeper into it. We talk about another experience that you can have with the Holy Spirit. And anyway, just uh, have a wonderful and blessed day. And until next time, God bless.